Hi guys. So welcome to Three Berks on One Pod. These are the opinions you didn't know that you needed to hear. Welcome to Freebergs One Pod. This is Belter, joined to me by McGulpin and Barry Aye. So, Aye, I believe you have bought a, a bouncy castle. Now, when is the wrestling match happening? Well, the wrestling match, I think, is um, Saturday the 10th or Sunday the 11th. WrestleMania is on that weekend, isn't it? So, I hear through the grapevine, I'm not a wrestling dean. But uh, yes, you're more than welcome to come round, bring the kitty winks, and uh, at least uh, there's three or four kids that we're definitely going to be able to beat. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not quite like that, are we? You know, we're not, we're not the strongest people in the world, but we'll have a bash. And you are right. I have bought a bouncy castle. I'm not sure who enjoys it most, though. I haven't met out of me other kids. I was on it all day, but it's amazing. I cannot wait to come round. I am more than happy. Like you say, we may not be the strongest, but out of the three bags, one pod, and our wags and our kids, I could take you all, and I'll be sending you all to uh, Suplex City. Believe I've got like specialized steel chairs that have got like compartments in the bouncy castle. You get in it, followed by an armbar. <laughs> I'll be chairs, tables, and ladders. Oh my. Don't worry about that. Trust me. After the beating I give you fuckers on that weekend, i.e. you're going to be putting it on Gumtree because it's going to be giving you fucking nightmares. Just the sight of that bouncy castle. Love it. Love it. You won't need to blade. You'll be fucking given a crimson mask by McGulpin and his massive two-by-four. Told you. Now the fighting talk's out the way. Should we get to know the Berks? I think we should get to know the Berks. Okay, lads, so these are the important questions that people need to know about us. So, what would you say is your favourite television advert? Do you know what? I, my favourite... Do you know the old Cadbury's one where those two kids were going... Do, 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 oh, yeah. Doing with the eyebrows. I'd say that's that just made me giggle, one of my favourites. Sounds. Yeah. Um, you've put me on the spot there, but the first one that comes to my head is, is Cadbury's, and it's... The Phil Collins one with the gorilla. The fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 gorilla nonce. Mine is got to be the Coca-Cola. Holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. Christmas is coming, Exactly. I'm a Christmas Yeah, there you go. Okay, next one's been put to us by a long-time listener, longer-time friend, Silky Jibby Tits. Would you rather your breath smells like farts or it sounds like you fart when you laugh? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think rather it sounds like a fart when I laugh. No one wants to have smelly breath. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want smelly breath, so I think farts are funny, so you'd just be laughing all the time. You'd be laughing at your own fucking laugh. Yeah, but what if you're constantly... <laughs> what if you take it like a mint all the time? Then happy days, innit? Everyone's got death breath in the morning. Yeah, correct. I'll take the smell of breath. Farm. My breath stinks anyway, especially when I have a beer. I don't know what happens to me, fucking pure copper mouth. 
People just have to get used to it, won't they? Exactly. Fucking oh, breath always smells like garlic, told me. And the last one is again from uh, from Chippy Tits. If you could live the day in the life of another Berk out of the three of us, who would you pick and why? I would pick McGulpin because I would want to know what it's like to be a Tory and <laughs> I want to know what it's like to have designer PJs. I don't want to know what it's like to live in Chester and like have a Merc for me weekday car and a, you know, like a fucking Bugatti van as well. He's currently wearing diesel pajamas. Of oh shit, I've got one going to cars. Fucking hell. There you go. James got to be. Right. Okay. So the question is basically who do you want to bang the more, Sally or Jasmine? Pop! 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 Take take females. Females off the table. Um, I think I'd be IE because I just love to be that happy and excited by a fucking car on a fire. I'd, I'd love to feel that pure emotion that he gets just off seeing a simple fire. Um, I'm elated when it happens, right? For me, I'd pick Belter. So we've all picked someone. Not even pre-planned this one. But I'd pick Belter because he's got a good beard. Um, he's actually got long hair at the moment. And he's got the biggest dick I've ever seen. <laughs> And that's getting all the bags. Yeah, so just for the new listeners who probably don't understand that pound shouting that, I'll just go over it again. So what we're doing is every time James talks about hair being bald, Titanic, he has to donate a pound. Every time Scott talks about cars or fires he has to donate a pound and every time i talk about shagging or, or anything sex. sex related yeah it's a pound for me and then on the one year anniversary which is 25 episodes away now our grand total we will be donating a lot to a charity so please get in touch and, and let us know what charities you'd like us to donate to and at the moment we're, we're at james is 13 pound <clears throat> sorry uh, Scott's 22 and in the lead is myself with 27 a lot of sex talk there then isn't it's so hard not to talk about it so obviously with these fines that we've got in place it's because we were talking about them too much at the start of the pod now yeah. I think maybe on the one year anniversary we need to look at implementing new fines either on top of or instead of and I'd like to make an early nomination of when you guys say Tory Yes, and I want I want I used to be Sally. Like yes. you know, about I'll reference to them. Oh, <laughs> oh I'd be skin, mate. I'd have to get a second job. We're twenty-five episodes away before we get that though. So with all that out the way, let's dive into this week's episode. And this week's episode is it's all about banter, it's all about pranks. Today is April Fool's Day. So I love April Fool's Day. I am I love pulling pranks on people. I love people trying to pull pranks on me. It's it's something that's been embedded in me since I was a kid. I remember one of the first pranks that my mum and dad ever pulled on me, a simple one that I've pulled since where I went to get into bed and 
they put a fucking football in the bed with a mask and a wig on it. So when I jumped in, there was this fucking... It wasn't like a screen mask. It was like a fucking Birkenhead market wow. version of a screen mask. And I jumped into bed. So I was like, ah! Oh, well, actually, like, oh, fucking <laughs> hell, man, what are you doing? So that I... Fucking hell, man, I'm 28. <laughs> well, that was it. But then, <laughs> so that was... Oh, God. I had bunk beds until I was way too old. And I remember... They instilled in me the, the banter and pulling the pranks on people. So whenever my brother used to get up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet, I'd w- get out of my bed. I was top bunk, top dog, top bunk, tea bag one time. So I jumped out into his bed because his was like a free quarter underneath. So yeah, it he, was. Yeah, I remember. He wouldn't realize I was under his covers all the way to the wall. <laughs> so then when he'd get in, he'd get all snuggled up and cuddled in, turn over, and I'd just put my arm around him. Oh, fucking hell! And he'd, ah! <laughs> So yeah, I think I've uh, ruined my brother's mental health. Sorry. Yeah, getting in bed with someone else, mate. That's a sign of a predator. That <laughs> a lot younger as well. He was my brother. It's Sal. I've got a clean yeah. DBS, don't you? Do you know worry? what? Do you remember though? It was like every Saturday or Friday. Saturday we used to come round to your house. And it was like Jack used to always come up. You always get pissed off for some reason, and it'd be without fail. You'd get a sock on your hand and ram it down his throat, being mankind, pull the Mr. Socko. Jack must have known that was going to happen every fucking week, but he still came in. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, that reminds me of a prank that happened to me last year. So I've said on this podcast many times, I love wearing white athletic socks, which I've just uh, stretched to show the boys. So for last year's mm-hmm. WrestleMania, when we were in the first proper lockdown, we had to dress up. So I dressed up as Mankind, dead easy. So I drew on one of my white socks, the Mankind face. And then I've got about maybe six or eight pairs of these white socks. So then every time I was putting these socks back on, I was like, fucking hell, this is another Mankind pair again? Like, how quick is my wife washing these? Until one day I checked them all. And my wife had drew on every other sock, (laughs) Mr. Socko's face. So for like six weeks, I thought, wow, she's washing these socks super quick. Poor wife. I know. But she'd fucking miss the Socko with all these socks, the fuck I told her. (laughs) I fucking bought that. I love that. Do you know what? In the morning, you would be delirious as well. Like, just... Why has it got a real fucking mankind face on it? Jesus. I know, mate. She fucking had me pants down. Proper good, and not even in the proper good way. So we've obviously known each other since before um, school, and we've grown up together. So we've had the opportunity to prank each other quite a lot. Definitely more so in the lads' holidays. But what's one of the first early pranks that you lads remember doing to one of the lads back, or one of your parents or your siblings back in the day? Yeah, the, the first like bit of banter that I, I, I can recall, I must have only been about fucking eight and my uncle was a fucking big prankster. He used to fucking set the fire alarm off at two o'clock and scream fire and think it was funny. He, that, he had that sick kind of banter. But what he done to my auntie... In? Can I jump in? Yeah, because on, I've just thought of another one. So I said to you before, my parents play pranks on me all the time. And I think that's why I've had mental health issues recently. Thank you, mum and dad. But I think... Um, I think that's why I love a prank so much now. So, on April Fool's Day, God, I must have been eight years old, ten years old, whatever. My my dad ran in the bedroom. I was sleeping naked. Back then, I didn't wear pyjamas. Now I do. And he ran in. He went, Jamie! Oh, sorry, James. My family called me Jamie. McGolpin, there's a fire! 
I jumped out of bed. Fucking bollocko. My boxies were next to me. Ran down the stairs. Absolutely fucking me little tallywhacker. My tic-tac dick had my fucking pro balls. I mean, fucking well, my dad in the living room howling at heads, And I'm like, oh, oh fucking hell. That's so funny. Yeah, I think I had mental health issues if I had to run through the house with fucking that little fucking worm. <laughs> oh, man. It would piss me off. And they still talk about it now. I'm fucking 33 this year. Old fucking, fucking bastard. And that was like fucking 20 years ago. It is pretty sick fucking banter, but yeah, that's the shit my uncle used to do. A bit of a sick fucking sense of humor. But I remember this one time again. I was I was fucking very young, but before the internet and before fucking DVDs and all that shit. So the lottery on the telly was like a big thing, and he he'd recorded like VHS recorded like an episode, and then he went, "Oh, go put them fucking lottery numbers on for me." So she's gone to the shop. She's gone and done it. She's come back. He sat down to watch the lottery, but he's put the fucking videotape on. So he's putting last week's episode on, sitting there watching it, and she's sitting there thinking she's won. She's crying, she's running around the house, and he's just like, yeah, that was last week, mate. Fuck that, mate. <laughs> no, but it's a lot of effort as well, because there's no internet back then, really, it's is there? great effort. No social media, commitment. that's fucking brilliant. That, that's brilliant. But imagine sitting there like, oh, my God, seven, 40, you twitch your bum time, 21, 50, oh, my God. Peter, we just need one more nup. Oh my god, we're millionaires! Nah, you silly cunt. I'm just sitting at the top play. of the world to rock bottom within the, the space of 10 seconds, mate. I'm the king of the world! Pound! <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> I think you get onto that pound. Fucking boss. <laughs> so you go past that young, 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 young pranks. Like, there's a couple really. So go back to my first ever one. It wasn't even a prank, it was just. We just got someone in trouble. So there was a, you remember it, James. It was the day I slept at yours. Our Chantal was there as well. And Robbie was there. And I think he was in the bed or something. And we all just blamed her on Robbie. And he was crying because your mum kicked him out of the room and we had to go to the, another room. Just something simple as a fart can get someone into trouble. We didn't want to take the heat, but uh, yeah, my cousin's never been the same from that. Proper cousin, not like Mikey's second. <laughs> Mom's cousin. Um, surprisingly though, I think like stupid little fucking pranks like cupcaping somebody or someone's gone for a piss, hide around the corner and scare them when they come out just a little and, and shit themselves. Like the, the simplest pranks I fucking am all over. Best. Quick Sca- and easy. Scaring pranks are the best. They, they, they'll never grow old. I remember my nan, R.I.P., she would always say to me, Jamie, oh sorry, McGulpin, you're gonna you're gonna put me into an early grave because she'd I don't know, go and fucking make marmite on toast or something. And I'd just be around the corner and go, boo. Oh my god. I do it now. <laughs> yeah, I like, like that as well, yeah. My wife I didn't think I would kill someone though doing that. It's brilliant. My wife came down the other day just to make herself some toast again. It must always be toast. And I were hidden in the spare room. And I ran out and I didn't even shout boo, I shot a Gryffindor and she fucking shit one told her. That, that's Gryffindor. Exactly like the sorting hat. I'm glad you got us. Sometimes I'll I'll walk into a kitchen. I'm not even thinking about trying to scare Salas. Go, hey babe. Beep, she's like, fucking hell. I just I'm just she's, oh, she's doing the dishes. That's your face though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you'll be. So with pranks, we we've we've so with pranks, we've grown up in the same friendship group, and you tend to find, unfortunately, there's always a couple of people that get hit more than others because their reactions are so much better now. As I got a bit older, I, I made this one friend who listens every week, Harry, and 
I've got him with quite a few good pranks, but I got him a couple all around the same time, all around the same sort of thing. So he was single. He's getting married this year, should have been last year. And when he was single, I set him up on a few dating websites. Now, the first one was Amish dating, Amish online dating. And for those who don't know what the Amish are, they're like fucking old school, no technology people. So the whole idea of getting a notification through your emails that you've been signed up to Amish dating was one that he enjoyed and I did. But another one was I set him up on a, a Plenty of Fish, uh, a Plenty of Fish profile. And on there... I put like um, looking to come and run has a foot fetish, and some of the messages that he was getting back from people was horrible. But the problem was, I'd signed it up to his email address, so he got the notifications, but I had the password, so we couldn't do any interactions back. But he was getting all the messages back, and then so cool. whenever anything. I'd say typically goes wrong in our group of friends. There's always one person that that's targeted to say that that person's done it. So he came straight to me. And I was like, nah, nah, mate, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. But I had to come clean. And thankfully, he didn't meet his current missus through my uh, wanting to come and run for fetish website. Come and run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, in, in our friendship group, like it's it's always been beef for us. Like, it's so easy to get. And I think the reason that he gets got so much is his reactions. He overreacts. He wants to fight somebody. He proper, he doesn't laugh it off. Even though he's pissed off inside, all that shows, you fucking love it, so fucking got to bang you. Like, and yeah. that makes the fucking prank worthwhile. If someone's just like, huh, thanks, my lads, it, yeah. it's not as fucking good. But some of the stuff we've done to Beef, how he hasn't fucking murdered some of us, I'll never know. So we all used to do these drinking games and, and he's gone for a piss. And then when he's cut back, it's like, right, we're all going to down our pint. Well, his pint had half a bottle of fucking shampoo in it. So he's down there. He's in out. He's fucking throwing up everywhere. Uh, the neighbours are shouting at us because we were only teenagers back then. And uh, one of the lads just turned around go, beef, fucking shut up. You're chatting bubbles. You're going to get us in shit. And we were just all on the floor crying. And then as we got older, the pranks fucking continued getting bigger for beef. So we 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 done a boarding pass, which I've got video of. I can I can show you. We've got fucking we all done normal boarding passes, but me and me and one of the lads went to um, Staples and printed his out in A one. So <laughs> fucking massive. He's there in the airport trying to scan it, and he's just eat the whole fucking time. He's just like knobbed to fucking out you. Well, speaking of border passes, another trip that uh, Belton and I have been on with a couple of the other lads. Fortunately, I he wasn't allowed to that one. Um, we uh, we done a border pass prank. Well, actually, we done a border pass bigger prank to one of the other lads. But we done an, another year. We done one where we were all going to Amsterdam. But on one of the other lads, we um, it wasn't us that done. It. Actually, it was Matty. He got the uh, Amsterdam scrubbed out, and it said Isle of Man. So this lad opens it up in. Uh, Liverpool, what's it called? John Lennon Airport. And he sees it and he's like, nah, that's not funny. That Where's my real boarding pass? And everyone's howling. And he's like, no, no, where's, where's my boarding pass? And he's like, you go in the Isle of Man, lad. And he's like, oh, well, I want my money back then. He's like, nah, nah, you go in the Isle of Man. He's like, yeah, well, I'll see you in fucking small claims court then, you prick. And that's all we wanted. But then when we were going through each checkpoint every time, because he didn't have a spare one, it, it had the same barcode, it just had the Isle of Man on it. So when we were going through, as we were about to board the plane, I said back to the, the stewardess, I was like, hey, that says Isle of Man, check it. And he got proper quizzed. Oh my God, it was amazing. He was fucking, and that's silky again. He fucking saw his ass big time. 
there was something up with my boarding pass as well. So we were all getting the boarding passes handed out. And I was holding mine up like that. I think fucking Matty was like, is yours all right, Mike? So I'm like fucking looking at it like that. But on the back is me having a shit. <laughs> so, I'm gonna... so I'm holding it like this, reading it. And everyone could just see at the back, me having a fucking shit. So oh. that was me. Uh, I think I'd sent a photo to Matty and he got the board and passes printed. And unfortunately, Belton had sent me a photograph for some reason of him having a shit. Which I, it was on Snapchat, so I'd screenshotted it. Since then, we and Mikey have got an agreement we're not allowed to screenshot, screenshot each other's Snapchats. And if we do, we get to post on each other's social media for a day. So, But that's not where the banter ended, was it, Mike? We, I uh, I made, was it like 200 stickers? Or well, I ordered, I didn't make them. Ordered two, two to 500 stickers of you having a shit in fucking HD colour. <laughs> so we flew into Liverpool... And then we were sticking them all over uh, John Lennon Airport in Amsterdam on the plane. It was literally on the plane on the outside. Yeah. yeah. In the hostel we were staying in. And then we got back on the Sunday. And then me, you and a close friend of ours went to Monday Night Raw in Manchester. Done an escape room. And in these escape rooms, you've got all these like boxes that you're open. Slapped one in there. You can see Mikey's dick. You can see his dick in it. And yeah. It's, yeah it's, the, it's in fucking the MEN Arena. Oh, mate, that was fucking brilliant. It only cost like Lots of prank that'll go on for days. Yeah, exactly. I'm hoping they'll still be there. We need to go back to Amsterdam. And I'm, I want to go back to the Winston and see if there's... Because yeah. I'm tall. So I bang one up as high as I could reach. I want to see if that photo is there with Mikey's skinny dick. It's massive, but it looked skinny in that way. It must be a grower. But fuck me. Yeah, so if anyone has come across a fucking picture of a random guy taking a shit in Amsterdam, <laughs> Manchester, Liverpool, Birkenhead, then yeah, chances are it's probably me. I love banter. Banter's usually five, ten minutes done. You're on to the next bit of banter. That was fucking five to six days of like utter, oh, please get someone else. <laughs> fucking horrible. Well, on that exact same trip, that was um, when one of our friends got mugged um, when he, he was going to the cash machine. And thankfully, none of the other lads overreacted and cried. <clears throat> um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, but we decided to play in the prank on that lad and we had for some reason someone brought some viagra now we were in an irish bar and we were trying to crush up this viagra to put it in his drink but we couldn't get it done the bar the, the barmaid seen us and started shouting saying hey hey you can't drug him i don't know what accent she had we like no 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 it's viagra and she was like what do you mean oh a big dick sticky uppy and she's like oh oh very good oh you're very nice oh you got the big dick so we ended up putting this fucking whole well half viagra because we couldn't crush it up inside our made shot he does this fucking shot of whatever didn't even notice the silly bastard then we went to like a it wasn't even a strippers it was like a sex sex club wasn't it so oh it was a strippers but they were having sex on the stage it's amsterdam it's not the same strippers as you have an ex in the city and then they were like picking people from the audience to go up so there was like six of us eight of us in there whatever it was and they were like pointing around and we all pointed at this one lad who did the viagra he had to get up on stage with these two people shagging. He had to take a piece of clothing off. And he got the bra, which is the hardest item to take off a woman. He's there trying to take a bra off. He had to do this sexy dance and it was dead awkward. But the best part of it all is when he got off stage, we were all howling. And he, we were like, how was that for you? And he was like, 
it was sound, it was really weird, I couldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. The weirdest part of it all was, I had a fucking massive boat on it, I don't know why. I quality. Fucking love that lad, you know. Yeah, big shout out, we love you, Madsy. Yeah. Oh, was that Madsy, was it? It was. Yeah. He's the one as well, like, he's so easy to get, because when he does drink, he... He's paralytic. He can't lost. move. Like we've we've like hit him over the head. So then it's anything goes. We've literally put our nuts on his head, our arseholes on his head. <laughs> we put. I think we stayed at my sister's once. I put fucking go faster stripes in his head with like Gillette shaving gel and stuff. Like this man will not wake up. We had a, like I I used to like cook random shit when I went home from from a night house. He'd be passed out on the couch. I put like a sausage in his mouth. It looked like a fucking. A cigar, pure chips down his pants, like in his fucking undies and everything. Just hand, hands like puppets, a little string and everything. His hands are like puppets, <laughs> looks like fucking Woody from Toy Story. And he, he doesn't wake up. And the next day he wakes up like all fine, like fuzzy headed, but he's got a big fucking cock on himself. Hasn't got a clue. Speaking of Woody, fucking. I knew it. Knew it. Um, we found this. Uh, I am. I'm, I'm related to James's mum, so I can access like fucking. Oh, no, you're related to me as well, lad. What, what yeah. do you mean? James' mum so would I not can, I can I can access old pictures of James, and then I got I come across this fucking Woody one where he's a kid, and I thought I can use that. And to be fair, it wasn't me. I can't take credit. Like it was it was Carson. So if you want to get Carson back on the next lad's trip, by all means. And he got go that photo it. of me as well. Oh, Liam, I'm coming for you, lad. <laughs> but yeah, so. Went, went out, got him a fucking Woody outfit. And then when we got to the hotel, we were like, yeah, lad, bang that on. But James fucking loved it, mate. He owned it and he, he rocked the shit out of Woody. But walking through the airport and stuff like that, it's just funny, mate. To look back at the pictures and everyone's in normal clothing. And James, especially James, it's funny because he's so fucking small. He sticks out like a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, before that, that's the night we stayed in Liverpool before we went to Krakow, wasn't it? So be, the, the night before that, you gave me a t-shirt, a pink t-shirt, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Revenge's Sweet or something. I can't, what something was the photo? Like I, I, it, it, was it was a you where you're just fucking dead drunk. I want to use a lot on Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, that photo that's always on our Insta at Freebergs yeah. Pod. Um, you're right. We walk around fucking the airport all around Krakow, and the problem was I've got a fucking massive head. So that hat didn't fit me, and it was for an adult. Thankfully, when yeah. we went to Auschwitz, the lad said, "Don't wear it because it'd be super distasteful." But fuck me, that was that was good banter, like. Yeah. Berg fact. So this week, the Berg fact is brought to you by Belter, and my Berg fact is I enjoy musical theatre. Berg fact. I always like to get you because you're so hard to get. So I always, when I'm thinking of like, what lads can I get? I always think I want to get my goal, but I want to get him to the point where he's kicking off. He's fucking fuming. He doesn't like what's happening to him because he always just owns the banter and just cracks on with it. But this one time we were going to watch Raw in Manchester and we made made an agreement that we would buy wrestling shirts for each other. And I like... 
again, mutual friend Carson was coming to me and he was like, oh, should we get this for James? And it was like female shirts and stuff like that. And I was like, mate, he'd love it. Leave it with me. So I went out and got him a fucking thank you taker. Uh, he was fucking human. He was not happy with it. So for me, that was like, I've, I've completed James now. I can go on to someone else. See, I remember that. Because we've done the reveal in yours and... Mm. You had a Nia Jax one, Carson had a Natty Catty one, and I had a thank you taker. So I remember when I opened it first, I was like, it's an Undertaker shirt, what's the problem? And then I, I, I it it dawned on me, you guys look like you're trying to be silly, or you're diva marks. The problem was, I look like a fucking badass virgin, not a badass, a bad, comma-ass virgin. That's like, oh my God, thank you Mark Calloway, thank you The Undertaker for your services. And he hadn't even retired. He's done fucking two more manias after that. So they walk around. Thank you, Taker. Uh, That's the second worst prank that I can recall off the top of my head that I've ever been got with. And the first one was on my stag do. And um, Cliffy, and it just sounds so shit. Compared to all the pranks we talk about, it sounds so shit. But I'm not an easy person to get with pranks. I don't really get embarrassed too easily with the lads. I'm... He, the only thing he got me to do on my stag do was I had to wear Crocs. So again, <laughs> I'm walking around Amsterdam. That's your kryptonite, though. Oh, it's my kryptonite, lad. I'm walking around Amsterdam, leather jackets, band t-shirts, black skinny jeans, <laughs> Crocs, cool, and Crocs. So we, he gave them to me in Manchester or Liverpool Airport, and then. Every time I was speaking to someone or ordering a drink or whatever, he'd go, hey, look at his shoes. And, um, Thing but, is with that though, right, with Crocs, and it's because it's so under understated, it's like people think that you think that you're cool. If you were dressed as like a complete whopper all in pink and then a pair of Crocs, they're going to go, oh, he's doing that for a laugh. But people think that you think that you look that cool and what you're wearing, especially the Crocs. It was That's bad. the worst thing about it. It was bad. But it, it, they, they weren't subtle about it because I don't mind the attention, as you as everybody but listening probably knows. Thank you to our new South African listeners. You don't know that yet, but you will when we do our world tour worldwide. And I uh, I was on the tube or the train or whatever from Schiphol Airport into Amsterdam. And we got speaking to these other uh, British lads who were on a stag do as well. And you're like, oh, who's a stag? Him. Oh, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he went, yeah, but look at his shoes. And I was like, no, don't look at me fucking shoes. I had my, um, my fucking hold-all bag in front of me fucking webs, and he was like, move it now. <laughs> but speaking of going on holidays and making people get dressed up, we would be uh, we would be daft to not talk about two of my favourite getting people dressed up before holidays. I'm assuming that's me. You're, you're the number one, lad. You know what? <laughs> this was the best, right? Because I thought it was a great prank. I'm because I I came, so I've been like to Zanti. We've we've used and that, and then I missed a few holidays, didn't I? And then I thought, obviously I came along. We went to Bratislava, and it was like great. Looking forward to coming, not a problem. But then everyone in the group, right? We still got, we still got our fancy dress outfits sorted. Yeah, we still got them sorted. So I said, yeah, no, not a problem. I'll go along with this. Great. So we all sent in photographs of ourselves wearing our fancy dress. And I well, had Sam one from like two a, years ago. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah Venom. <laughs> Sam sent in a homo one. I thought that was pretty fitting because he's got a bit of a belly in that. So I thought he's, he's going to use that. But then the most annoying thing is I worked with Belter in the same house. And I even said to him, because I thought I was getting a bit suspicious. I said, 
everyone's dressing up with fancy dress, aren't they? And Mikey's face was so deadpan. He was like, yeah, yeah, so we do it every year. Every year we all dress up like this. And then I was ringing you ahead saying, right, well, I'm almost there now. I'm almost there. I'm waste the pool. So I had to get on a bus dressed as a fucking cheerleader. And then as soon as I walk into that pub and I see all my mates over there, just something just like leather jackets and normal fucking clothes, I walk in and I'm like, you are fucking kidding me. It was... Why did you I'm wearing trainers. Because I thought everyone's going to go out there and be fucking funny. I thought it was a cheerleader. It was a fucking standard, like an absolute fucking weapon. It's freezing. It's October. Fucking brilliant. Oh. In a fucking mini skirt. I know. Oh, it's so fucking that that yeah, bus ride, that bus ride to the airport was one of the best parts of any lads trip we done. We were absolutely ruined. I.e. was dancing, shaking his cheerleader ass out of the window. Belter had a fucking umbrella singing. I'm a fucking belter. I.e. speared me and ruined my brand new jacket. Yeah. Do you know what though? That was I was that fucking mangled because I had to be as well because I was like I'm not walking around it downtown sober. I thought we went to Liverpool Airport until we came yeah. back off the holiday and said, right, destination, Manchester Airport. I was like, did we fucking fly from Manchester? I was right. glad that I had no fucking clue. Honestly, I do not remember that bus ride. Like, cannot remember it at all. Like, I was ringing, I, I got to the airport and I didn't have my passport. So I was ringing my bed and I was like, you're going to have to come and get me. I can't go on this lad's holiday. And she's like, what the fuck are you on about? I'm like, I've got no passport. I can't get through. And I thought my passport's on that bus because we, we were all fighting on the bus. How the fuck he didn't pull over and say, get out, dickheads. I woke up fucking black and blue. So I thought he weren't going to pick all up. Cheap shots up. About, you know, fuckers. But yeah, one of the lads thought it was funny banter to fucking pick my passports up and hide it until the very last <laughs> minute. Nice one, Chippy Tits. I'm so glad we did the banner. Is that him again? Yeah. He just gave me it at the last minute and was like, oh, wait, you're going to need that. I was like, fuck's sake. I've literally phoned me bed to come and get me an effort. But I, you said you turned up in like a, a cheerleader outfit. It could have been worse. You could have been rocking around in some pretty green clubber. Mate, that was, <laughs> that was like the second day in or the first. There was this, the second day in. I think we just went back to pick up some money or get changed. It was quite warm looking for something and then I just thought so I'd just get dressed in Carson's gear I put his top on he thought it was covered in, we, we literally threw like sauce and salt and everything in his bag so he thought his top was covered in fucking salt so I literally put his fucking undies on he's doing squats in his undies put his jeans on I don't know how they fucking fitted me bit of a you know extra extra few holes on the belt got that one off and then his pretty green top I stood next to him in the bar when we met him and he was like I've got a top like that. And I was just standing next to him all night with like pure photos. And then just like, he hasn't fucking got a clue. She's like, yeah, I've got, I brought one like that, but I couldn't wear it because I had tomato sauce all over it. In all fairness though, like pretty green, it's Oasis and stuff like that. The only pretty green is you know, Ultra Breeze. Pretty green eyes. So why would he think any differently? Do you know what though? I'm glad though you said it. it's, it's an Oasis, mate. Because I was going, yeah, yeah, I got it from Top Man. <laughs> they're not going to sell it here, are they? I've never heard of it before. Got it from Top Man with me, a two for three with me floral tops. I know. Sometimes <laughs> oh, the way you dress out, it looks like you're doing fancy dress every day. Do you know what? I love floral tops. I'm not going to deny it. A lot of my tops are floral. When I'm in like work and I go to the office, someone's like, can you get that in men's? This is man's. It's just pink. So do you remember Mexi Carson? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Extra so cheeky. How that come about was just out of nothing. 
So he's on holidays. I think he was in Turkey with his family. And he's just posted a nice a nice fucking picture. He looks smart and that. And he's just like the captions like going for a cheeky Mexican. And then it's got screenshotted and sent in the groups and that and the bit of banter's been made out of it. And this is like a year in the fucking making. Like it's just turned into being cheeky Mexicarson. And like we've made these Mexican fucking t-shirts. We've made Carson dress like a fucking big fat Mexican. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. I need to jump in there. <laughs> I need to jump in. Because what happened there? He like you say, he went out for a, Me- a Mexican with his parents. I don't know why we jumped on it. He had a bit of a camel toe in the photo, but apart from that, it was sound. <laughs> And then, <laughs> yeah, so we had them t-shirts made by uh, at Dockside Graphics, and then we, I bought him a sombrero and a poncho. So the funny thing is, we're in the airport, no, we're in the we're in the bar, and then Cass puts them on, and then as we get to the airport, Mikey's getting some banter or something, and he doesn't like it. He's like, yeah, yeah, well, at least I'm not dressed like a fat Mexican. And then we all were like, ooh. No one said a fat Mexican. He's just a Mexican. Just a Mexican. <laughs> then we had to go through. He had a fucking muzzy as well. He had to go. He had to go through passport control in England. And then he had to go. He had to go. He had to go through it in Amsterdam. He's in fucking Holland. And it's El Carcino. That, that picture you've got in the airport when he's just. Looks like fucking seventies. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Fucking I'm fucking gone, lads. I'm gone. The stupid ones, like Belzer's end of the stupid ones, are the best ones. Like yeah. he went for a fucking meal with his mum and dad. The and way he's thing is, he well, he does put a hat on and a fucking coat on. I'm crying. <laughs> It was a year in the making. It was literally fucking... We had to drag it on for a year. I had my T-shirt fucking for ages. But I still I still wear that T-shirt today. You have a slam, didn't it? Yeah, but I've been told to get take it off because there's more of it in the castle. Oh, that is just the epitome of our mindset. It's fucking stupid, man. You went for a nice meal with mum and dad. I'm crying my eyes out because you had to wear a hat. <laughs> but speaking of cars, so I've known Carson since primary school. One of my closest a lot of shout outs this episode, Danny. Yeah, a, a lot of the lads are getting shout outs. If you haven't been shouted out, you're obviously not a good friend. Uh, but still keep listening <laughs> and pass the pod. Um, but, um, I've known Carson since primary school, and we started going to loads of gigs together. We've been to see countless bands when we were much younger, and we went to V Festival one year. It was fantastic. The next year. I got tickets for me and my BBB wife. So, unfortunately, cars didn't get them for whatever reason. So, April Fool's Day came around, just like it is today, if you're listening on the day of release. And I uh, I, I think I text cars. I'm not really a ringer. Text him, like, mate, how much do you love me? And I said, uh, mate, I've just fucking won a competition on uh, Radio City or something, and I've got you another ticket to V Festival. He fucking rings me. Oh my god, you're the best. Where did we go? Blah blah blah. Kept it going for a couple of hours, but uh, I didn't have a ticket, and he never went. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Looking> harsh. <laughs> Speaking of harsh banter, like what I've done to one of my mates is fucking. It's brilliant, but it could have ended bad. Like, so I think I must have been about 
18, 19, very young, and I had this booty call, and she used to always come to bow, mind. Bow, bow. That's fine. I've got to tell this story. She used to come to mind, blah, 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 bump and, and go, and, and it lasted for ages. It's fucking boss. It's all there. Um, <laughs> and basically, like, I don't think she was just my booty call. I think, like, she was several others as well. <laughs> and she comes to mind this one night. Damon shame. <laughs> she comes to mind this one night, and she was like, I need to go on the MSN. I need to tell me, mate, this thing. And MSN. MSN, lad. Oh, my God. That's how long. Mate, we're fucking going back here. Yeah. What? 10, 15, 15 years easily. Have you seen them, like, memes and stuff? Tell me how old you are without telling me how old you are. Yeah. Yeah, a graft on a bird who's got MSN. But yeah, going back to my story, boys, right? So she's come to mind. Phone must have been dead, whatever reason. She needed to go on an MSN. So before we've got down to the fucking bow chicka wow, I've set up my laptop and I've said, go on, sign in. She signed in, and I'm not even lying. Within 20 seconds, woomph, 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 all these fucking chats open, all lads thinking, oh, shit, she's online, it's fucking midnight, try me luck. And then, I don't know what fucking come over me, but I said to this one lad, I was like, oh, let's fucking, let's just speak to him for a bit. Got speaking, and then it, we just fucking started making it funny, and I was like... it off. I was like, ask him for a picture of his cock, mate, without question, he sent, he sent his fucking cock in and all that. And then we keep this chat going, and I'm like... I'm pretending to be here and I'm like, I'm so horny. I want that in me right now. I've got a free house come to mine. And he's like, are you being serious? And I'm like, yeah, come to mine. I need that. Um, and then I've given me mate's address. And he, that lad, has just rocked up to my mates. He's knocked on the door and my mates answered. And he's gone, is such and such here? And my mates had to go, nah. <laughs> but <laughs> fuck you. Apparently he was fucking fuming. And the next well, day, midnight as well. My mate the next day knocked, knocked up mine, Dave, his name is, and just went, you're a dickhead, and you're a dickhead. I'm not fucking speaking to the parents <laughs> for about two weeks. I'm sure he put that in as well for about two weeks. <laughs> I fucking boss, mate. That's a that that is the best banter I have ever done, and I've done it too young. I peaked too early, boys. Peaked too early, that's it now. It's all done. I've done many, many good pranks, but one of my favourites that I haven't mentioned already, I was uh, a best man for the second time. Got my fair time this year. I'll be fired eventually. King Booker! Oh, as the best man. Oh, no, and then the person one asked me. <laughs> Please continue, James. Yes, I will. Um, so, went to Budapest on this stag, and I actually robbed the idea off the lad Bible. So, Budapest, beautiful city, highly recommend it. Really good for the lads, good for the wags as well. So, went to the famous baths. I actually on the plane I'd bought or I'd bought before the plane, but I gave this lad an outfit to wear when we got on the plane, but he refused. So he had to drink a lot when we got off. But the next day we went to the baths, and I said, "Listen, mate, you you're into Baywatch. You love the Hoff. Just bang these shorts on, and here's like a fucking a rubber fucking boy, like thing. the float thing." Yeah. <clears throat> so he put them on. We sat out on the outskirts for ages and ages, and before fucker. Let's get in. So only two of us got in. Another lad stayed out. Which seems suspicious, but unfortunately the stag didn't think so. We're in there. And honestly, there was like, to the, to the, like the right of us, there was a, a hen do and a stag do of like 16 people each. 
But to the left of us, there was a group of like 15 kids. So this lad gets in, who will remain nameless. He gets in the pool, and as he's in there, these lovely shorts that I bought off eBay slowly started to sliver away from his body. And he's there in the middle of this fucking Hungarian baths with his massive, massive fucking Hungarian length out. And uh, you should have seen him. He was like, like he dropped a like a cat in a bath. He was fucking scrambling to get to the get to the sides. He had to use his rubber boy to cover up his massive big boy. Oh mate, it was brilliant. That was one of the best banter I've ever done. Unfortunately, he'd actually brought a spare pair of shorts with him. But uh, he brings was... a spare pair of shorts to the baths. I know. Fucking hell! Did you just make him run run back out, Balico? Like. Well, we wanted to stay, so we we kept the banter going, but we also bear in mind we just paid fucking thirty euro or whatever it was yeah. to get in. But that was fucking good. I seen the video, mate. It fucking yeah, that was fun. I must have watched that about ten times. I just don't think like he's an intelligent fella as well. Like, and I'm about to say my mates who aren't, I don't think they'd fall for that. No, I <laughs> think just more street smart. The way it's presented as well, like you know, you give you get in the prop as well, like the floats. If I present a I would never afford dissolvable shorts. Mate, if he's fucking presenting me with shorts and saying putting them on and going there, there's not a chance I'm putting them on. But well no for in future. What I'd done throughout the whole trip, I planned a few little pranks here and there. Not not nothing extravagant, couple of like fancy dresses, couple of dares and stuff like that. So this was getting towards the end of the stag. So it was just the case of this was a an added-on sort of treat for him. Just for a bit of a laugh. So it wasn't as bang on as it sounds. Yeah, lad, put these shorts on, they'll be sound. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just like fucking going out banter and that, like just, just simple, easy banter. Teller, what, what's your best teller story? I'm sure you've got one. Should we, should we explain teller as well before we, we give our answer? Yeah. Explain it, Mike, and I'll tell you the best two tellers. So the game teller that we play is if you say something about a female, which we all do, you know, you could see a bunch of nice girls and be like, I'd fold her like a fucking calzone. And then if one of the lads lads go tell her, I've got to then go walk up to that bed and say, I'd fold you like a calzone. (laughs) And, And this is how the game plays. You have to say, I'd fold her like a calzone, told her. And then the lads can't fucking call you out on it. That's why the listeners are here say told them or told her. Yeah. But we do only have it's only in play in person, fucking text messages and Zoom meetings and that it, it just doesn't count. The best the best teller I've seen, it was two on by the same person on the same trip. I won't say who it is, but he's almost as fit as as his fucking counterpart. Now we were in I'm skip all airport, and there was this woman there who had um, like blonde short hair, and he went fucking hell, look at her, she looked like Peter Schmeichel. Like tell her, so he had to go and tell her, but he bottled it. Thankfully, he did because then when we got to our hostel, there was um, another lady who was about who looked, who he said she looked like Mario Melchior, <laughs> and he said it, and we were like tell her, and uh, yeah, he had to go and tell her, which was. Uh, fucking brilliant you're gonna get one pass don't you you get one pass all weekend yeah so the, the best one for me personally and i think you got me on it mcgulpin is amsterdam again what a fucking glorious place mm. we're there in fucking wrestling face paint we looked like a pair of fucking 
lovers. We really did. Looking mm, back at better so... pictures. Yeah, we looked like we fucking were madly in love and we were running off with each other. <laughs> yeah, we really did. The wind in your hair. Like so but to be fair, our face paint looked good. Our mate, on the other hand, Kyle, looked like a shit cat, told him. <laughs> he was the same one from my story just then. So but, kind of... but the girl the girl that done the face paint, she was quite attractive and she liked the wrestling as well. And I think I, I dropped into conversation like, oh, fucking hell, she'd be a boss girlfriend there. She'd get you up for backlash as well. And I think my <laughs> uh, was like, tell her. So I had to then go up to her and just say, I bet you'd get me up for backlash. And she was just like, yeah. <laughs> I just felt like such a twat. See, that's the, one of the worst ones. That when you get such a like a fucking monotone reply, not not a slap or a fuck off. It's like yeah. I'd rather get a yeah, slap. Exactly. You expect it to get swelled when you go up to a bed and you say something like that. Yeah. Expecting to be wearing energy and say. Yeah. See, I'm quite like I think when it comes to that game, I'm quite careful once I get into the swing of things. So I've never really had like a proper awkward one. Just the usual one of like you're fit. And obviously you can't say, by the way, I'm playing a game called Teller and I told my friends and I think you're fit and they told me to go and tell you. But Mate, I owe charity 30 quid for talking about shagging. This is the worst game for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But another great game and it's just fucking banter and it's so funny is Nose. Oh, my God, I love the, the Nose game. I think McGolpin brought this from a, from a stag do. And then it's just catched on with us and it's fucking, it's going to be a game we play forever. And it is just about being on a night out, seeing how many people you can fucking place your nose onto. So I actually got this off uh, the Impractical Jokers. So they see Joe Gatto's got a massive nose. Yeah. Like you wouldn't want to share a hold or bag with him because he'd have loads of tissues. And um, yeah, they always test him to put noses on people. So that's where the idea come. I've done it. I've done it in Krakow, Amsterdam, Budapest, Chester, um, Birkenhead. Like absolute, I've nosed all over the world. And uh, it's, it's such a stupid, stupid, brilliant game where it's so much fun. It's so fun. We were playing it. Me and you went out for... Just a random night out in Chester. I was playing it with one of our, our mates, Jordan. And uh, he just thought it's the ra- most randomest game ever. But it's so fucking funny. Like, you just go, like, well, oh, have you got a time there, mate? You just literally place your nose on someone. Like I said, I nose the dog. You say, if you nose that dog now and the dog doesn't get onto it, you win. <laughs> nose the dog and the dog didn't even get onto it. Buzzing. it but do you think about it? It's so weird. It's so stupid. It's really hard to do. It's quite nerve-wracking. But if someone catches you, they think, is that guy smelling me? <laughs> so fucking inbound goes, James is throwing the nose on everybody to the point where, like, the bouncers clocked it and bouncer got a bit fucking heavy with him and was like, <laughs> looked like he was going to throw him out. So I, I've gone over and been like, oh, mate, he's a dickhead, fucking, I'll tell him to stop, don't throw him out, blah, blah, blah. But while I'm telling the bouncer this, I've just quietly creeped behind his shoulder and placed my nose on him. He knows like four <laughs> he times. Was, he was a, about 30 stone of muscle, mate. If he thought I was like fucking smelling him, taking the piss, he would have just fucking squeezed me. Knocked yeah. you into next week. <laughs> fucking boss game. I love the nose game. It's 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 one of my favorite games to play. Teller, the nose game, danger, danger finger. finger. Yeah, there's there's so many, but on April Fools, there's one. I said before the best thing that's been done to me, prank fool wise, was was the Crocs. 
but one that you guys have never done to me. I don't know if I've ever shared this story with you. Probably I haven't actually, because I was really embarrassed that I got got by this. So it must have been about oh god, like ten years ago, and I was living with my mum and dad, and I was watching this morning. And Holly Willoughby was on, told her. You know what I mean when I say told her. Oh, half an apple. And um, <laughs> she, uh, she was there with fucking Big Philly. They had this guy on who had the cure for male pattern baldness. And I was uh-huh. uh, okay, do you know what? Put a fiver in because this is a bold story. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, I can't remember if it was a cream or a tablet, but it cured the bald. And I was like, oh my God. But they, they talked about it and I thought, that's bullshit. I forgot it was April Fool's Day. And then he had an identical twin who came out with had a full head of hair. So I'm there like a soft cunt on my fucking old phone. It was probably a fucking flip phone. It was that old ago. Googling fucking tablets are making up bald. Googling the <laughs> shit away. I got fucking done by this morning. There's no tablet. There's no fucking... You can use... There is no cure. It's fucking shit. You go turkey, maybe, yeah. But there's no fucking tablets. Holly Willy Booby and Philip Schofield... Both got me thinking I could get a fucking tablet or some cream to make myself not. Here's a quid again. Ball. Well, I shook five pound then, mate. Bastards. Great, that. Good fucking April Fool story, though. I like that. There's been loads of stuff in the press, though, back in the day where the the press have played pranks on people like um, H.G. Wells, who wrote War of the Worlds. Fantastic movie. He... Um, they, they thought it was real. Yeah, they read this story America, on the women. news and they thought it was real. The, it's the, happening, yeah. The news have played so many pranks on people to just just for a laugh. Like they're put they're publishing that to just to make people shit themselves. So if you're listening to mainstream media, which I know that you are, you dirty bastards, give Free Bergs One Pod some free advertisements. Do you know what I, I think a lot of these mainstream peeps and all these like accounts of millions of like subscribers on Nick our ideas because there's been a few things where we'll look back on Instagram and on say Lab Bible or this or that they're discussing what we've literally just talked about the day before. Yeah, I think with April Fools now though because people just fucking hammer it. It's just everyone seems to be on the ball now, so it's dead hard to get somebody. Like I'll I'll fucking send me mad in a bit like a fucking picture of a baby scan and try and get it. It's a bit evil because. It's got to be done. I think, lads, we talked a lot there about some great pranks that we've pulled we on could each go other. On forever. We've we could definitely go on forever. We pranks yeah, that we pulled on each other, long. people that have pulled on us. I'd like to end this podcast by saying to our friends that you can't get us. We are ungettable. Come at us. Come at us on the next trip. Just no shit stickers, please. <laughs> I can take any for gals. I'm coming bottom of fantasy, so you've got banter there, and I'm not asked. Fucking no crocs. I will get Patrick Bamford tattooed on my ass. Bring it. There we go, lads. Fantasy footballers, if you're in that league with us, there may be the forfeit. Let's get it sorted. Let us know your best pranks that you've pulled on people. And to be honest, hit us up in our private DMs on our private Instagram pages to give us some ideas how to get the lads on the next trip. Happy April Fools. Happy Easter, you fucking filthy animals. This has been Freebergs One Pod, the opinions you didn't know you needed to hear. Welcome along for the ride. <laughs>